All right, welcome back. Uh, Jim Leach in for Greg Bishop for the rest of this week, first part of next week. It's technically still the council roundup, although, as we noted, it was a very short meeting last night. We've already gone through the high points of the meeting, but still more to find out, not just looking back to last night, but looking ahead to the incoming new administration at Springfield City Council to help us put it all in perspective. Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMenamin here with us live this morning. Alderman, appreciate your time. Thank you. You, you bet, Jim. I don't know what you've covered already. I had an obligation to, to get to. Um, There's a couple of sleep ordinances in there uh, last night of the 28. Did you cover the Inspector General ordinance? I do want to ask you about that. I, I want to ask you about one before before we even get into a couple of those others, uh, one that you actually put on hold last night. Usually something pretty routine, uh, a liquor license, in this case for a place that's going to be called Bowl Plus uh, out in your ward, and you wanted that put on hold. What's the what's the issue there? What's the hold up with that? Um, yeah, Bowl, B-O-W-L, LLC, kind of an unusual name for a restaurant. Um, usually, uh, any new liquor license, they always call the the alderman just to let you know what is going on there. So what was curious about that one, Jim, and I didn't say too much last night. Yeah. I, I didn't want to put it out in the public, but basically I was worried that was going to be video gaming with kind of a fictitious restaurant, fictitious bar in there. So I, um, I haven't been able to um, reach the new owners. And I did talk with uh, Mike Mansoor, who he and uh, um, a uh, business partner own uh, Godfather's right next door. And um, I had a conversation with him. He says he doesn't really quite know what's going to go in there. You know, to, to equip a true restaurant, it's anywhere from fifty dollars to $150,000 when you put in the range and the wash, the, uh, you know, the, uh, all the equipment and so forth. So I just wanted to make sure that it was a legitimate restaurant. And if it's an out-of-town um, license uh, request, uh, maybe they don't, they don't know we have a 60% gross uh, receipts from any video gaming operation have to come from actual liquor and uh, food sales, uh, restaurant sales. And, you know, maybe that new person doesn't know about that uh, rule we have here in uh, Springfield, which came in too late really to do as much good as, as it should have done. But um, that's the background to it. All right. Well, well keep us posted on that, interested uh, in that. What, what else did you see as a, a sleeper ordinance last night? Well, I think that IG uh, Inspector General, yeah. the Inspector General can really weigh in on some important uh, issues. And um, you know, um, uh, Roger Holmes has retired from that position which he held for, I guess, almost eight years or so. And uh, um, so the outgoing mayor had nominated John Malik, who has been the backup uh, IG, mm -hmm. if there would be a conflict of interest. And now he's, you know, a retired judge. He did serve for a short time under Mayor Houston as our actual city attorney. He, he comes from an associate judgeship position where you handle misdemeanors and, and uh, traffic cases. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad... Um, that we're going to maybe consider some uh, other persons for that position, and that really should be... Now, you know, Jim, to be honest, an inspector general can really help or hurt a mayor, and so, um, so you really want an independent person in that position, and I hope we get one. Uh, and again, Alderman Redpath, uh, making the motion to put that on hold last night, said it was to give the new mayor a, a chance to weigh in. We're talking with Alderman Joe McMenamin this morning on the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you got to head west. Uh, it, it's a little bit curious, though, as to why certain things were put on hold for the new mayor, like the Wyndham Project, the Inspector General, but other things are moving forward, like the sports complex. I know you've been very outspoken about it. 
they went ahead and approved the uh, grant on the North Mansion Y block last night, even though the new mayor hasn't really weighed in on those plans or what she thinks about what uh, was put forward for some of the uh, improvements to be funded through that grant. Why are some things moving ahead and some things we've got the brakes on until the new administration takes over? You can almost, you know, read between the lines on some of those. Uh, the, the Y block, uh, you know, you never want to turn down money, but you're correct that the actual design could be modified by the new mayor. The the existing proposed uh, 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 plans for the Y block were put out there by uh, Kent and Sue Massey. They do good work. It's mostly, you know, a lot of it is has to do with sidewalks so that all the... Uh, wheelchair um, and, and handicapped folks can equally enjoy the Y Block and the musical events. They're going to put a stage there. They're going to have some restrooms there, some lighting. I think they're also pre-positioning some uh, structure for an ice rink there. So there's a lot to it. Uh, they can't really ever plan to build on the south end of the Y Block because we've got basically a lake underneath there that was put in to help the drainage downtown. Uh, that was done six years ago, I believe it was. The north end could be built upon, but then that's a mixed blessing, Jim, because if you put new buildings for retail and housing on the north end, that just means that our empty existing downtown buildings maybe don't get rehabilitated. So. There's pluses and minuses to everything. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, again, the Wyndham was put on hold. Uh, what Are you hearing anything about that and uh, whether that's likely to, to proceed once the new mayor is in and the new council seated? I'm glad that one got pushed to the next mayor because any of these um, subsidy-type programs can backfire on you. And uh, we want the best for Springfield. I, I'm, I wish the sports complex had been pushed to the new mayor. I think uh, Mayor Langfeld, he probably wanted some credit. I think he's kind of maybe proud of bringing in a new industry to Springfield, but let's face it, um, in my opinion, our pre-existing industries need to get the most attention, and one of those is tourism. We have something special here in Springfield, which is called Lincoln. You know, there's nobody more important in the political, constitutional um, national uh, stature as Lincoln, uh, worldwide, in my opinion. And uh, we uh, our downtown, that's where Lincoln walked. That's where he had his law office. That's where he lived. Um, our downtown is suffering um, and for no fault really of its own. And retail moved out. Um, banks moved out. and But now we have to, um, you know, repopulate it. And, you know, we've got good things going downtown that we should build upon. You know, our convention center was expanded what, eight years ago, our uh, Abraham Lincoln Museum and Library, huge. Um, we've got all the uh, state spending now on the old Capitol building, the new Capitol building, the armory. Um, we've got UAS coming to downtown, but we need a lot of subsidy money for those old buildings that need um, uh, rehabilitation. The most recent being the Ridgely Building, as you know, that's a 12-story building at Fifth and uh, Monroe. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful structure, but uh, it's in deep deep trouble. So I would have preferred all that hotel motel money going to downtown and the gateways into downtown. I I drove South Grand like I oftentimes do yesterday, Jim, and it was just in deplorable condition. I mean, when you see home after home with you know um, plywood on the front uh, windows and uh, just in in uh, neglected condition, and we need to have subsidies to. Um, encourage uh, persons to come in, businesses to come in and 
and rehabilitate um, the properties alongside our some of our gateways. But won't that sports tourism bring in that kind of money? I mean, you can bill this as, hey, come on in for your tournament, and while you're here, head downtown, see the Lincoln site, see Lincoln's home, see the Presidential Museum. And folks, you know, it's not that far from the sports complex to downtown. Uh, won't, won't that bring in the kind of money you're talking about for some of those other projects? We hope so, but I think most of that new money goes right back to the developers. That that new money is really the $45 million in subsidies that goes to the developers. And so I, I don't know if it's just a, a net zero, ultimately. And then you have, Jim, you know, that Mattoon Sports Complex, uh, just uh, uh, 80 miles from Springfield or less, and uh, they're basically doing the same thing we're doing with a dome, a dome almost the size of our dome. We, you know, we're eating the same lunch at that point. So... I would have liked to have seen fiscal notes. I thought it was irresponsible for you know the uh, co-sponsor, um, including uh, Desenso, not giving us a, a fiscal note. What the fiscal tells us, Jim, is how many hotel motel rooms are getting filled now, and how much uh, hotel motel tax. How many do we expect to get each year going forward? How much? And we got a sales tax a rebate going on. How much additional sales tax beyond the floor? that is now being produced by uh, Shields, how much, uh, and so forth. We didn't get any of that, none of it. And we didn't even get a profit-loss statement from the sports complex. And uh, I hope the banks are looking at that carefully. And from my point of view, it won't be such a great loss if we don't move ground in 90 days, because I think that um, hotel-motel tax would then becomes available for more pressing uh, needs and uh, strategic um, obligations the city has. Alderman Joe McMenamin's here with us. Uh, your time on the city council is coming to an end in a matter of days. You've got one more meeting and you have filled the very important role for the last 12 years of being the council contrarian, raising issues that nobody else is really raising. Uh, is there anybody going to fill that role when you're gone? Who's going to bring up some of these points? Thanks for bringing that up. I'm very concerned about that, about checks and balances going forward. I think I was hopeful that Roy Williams could maybe fill in that role. and uh, um, But, you know, now that he does not have a mayor that's friendly to his, and same with Gre uh, Sean Gregory, now that going forward they don't have a mayor that will be kind of friendly to some of their projects, I think they're going to try to be very calm. Uh, well, we'll see how it works out. I, um, and, and then, again, they got that lawsuit that Brad Shivey uh, placed against uh, Roy Williams. It includes Roy Williams as a defendant. I, I mean, that's kind of a shut-up type lawsuit from from my point of view. Um, and uh, it's expensive for Roy Williams to defend himself. But to answer your question, no, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, Hanauer and Redpath and some of the others having a very dominant role. And, uh, you know, I was very disappointed that when I raised the issue of our city council rules say that you've got to have fiscal notes when you bring in an ordinance that has to do with how tax monies will be spent or tax monies devoted or future spending obligation of the city. And for them to say, oh, we don't care about fiscal notes, that told me, okay, uh, we're in trouble going down the road because uh, we've never had a subsidy of that size before. $45 million of taxpayer money going to a private uh, for-profit entity? You know, since when do we guarantee profit for a non-essential business in Springfield? So, um, I, yeah, I'm worried about uh, the checks and balances going forward. I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I've talked with uh, our outgoing city mayor, Langfelder and our outgoing city attorney, Zirkel. I think we do need some watchdogs out there and to kind of measure accountability. Um, I think Langfelder, I feel bad because he's kind of getting pushed out of office. Uh, I think 
Um, I wish he had had a better way to go out. Um, but he's devoted so much of his time and life to our city, and his father did too, that I, I hope he stays involved uh, for the betterment of, of our city because he's knowledgeable, just like you're knowledgeable. And we need more folks like you and the others that are left at no city government. We don't really have the TV reporters that can go in-depth. We don't have um, – and we, Illinois Times – and by the way, Illinois Times had a pretty good article on page 5 of the what we started out talking about, the uh, YMCA block. I think they have a good description of what's going to – a photo description of what's going to happen there. Yeah. But we don't have the in-depth press that we used to have, and so there's less – fewer people to um, care about uh, such things as city government. Uh, Alderman, um, before I let you go here, uh, any advice for the new mayor? Any ticking time bombs she needs to be watching out for? You know, one of the strengths of Mayor Langfellow was he didn't pick fights with people. He didn't. He was patient. You know, when uh, um, Devlin uh, took his life, um, people said, you know, Jim Langfellow, you run for mayor. And he said, no, I'm going to wait. You know, I think he wanted to raise his family more fully at that point in time. He, mayor Langfellow does not burn bridges. A mayor has to be gracious and welcoming to everybody. And I, I hope that uh, Mayor Busher recognizes that. I, you know, it's, I, a lot of people have mentioned how she kind of kept some of the media out of her, what turned out to be a celebration election night. You, you really want to be a gracious, welcoming mayor to everybody. And that that be the advice. I don't know, Jim, if you have heard anything about her transition team. I don't know who's on that yet. Um, I hope she's got capable people. As far as advice, um, you know, put uh, – I got more to say about that, but I just wish Mayor uh, Busher the best, and um, maybe she wasn't expecting to win. I don't know, but I, now she is. She's the winner, and, uh, you know, the, the strong mayor form of government is a tough form of government, especially in our city because we're a capital city and we got the utility. And, you know, it's not – when you have a city manager form of government like Decatur and Peoria, you do have a smoother transition because the city attorney say, stays, likely the city manager stays. And in those forms of government, they hire the, um, the directors subject to approval by the council in some cases. But in, this, in our case, we have a whole layer of top government is potentially – um, in turnover right now. It's very key positions, like the budget director. Who, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, Bill McCarty, um, but uh, the mayor's got a lot of people to talk with right now, a lot of interviews to make. Alderman, and, um, I'm, uh, I'm out of time, unfortunately, but maybe we can get you back here next Wednesday morning after your final council meeting. You'll be completely unfettered, and we can finish out some of the conversation we didn't have time for today. Alderman Joe McMenamin, thanks for your time here. We appreciate it.